WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Tuesday, November 14th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number on Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Omquist, the associate producers, action-packed show this morning. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. Gregory. Yeah, buddy. How you doing, pal? I'm good, man. Everything good over there? Everything's good right here. Beautiful. Yeah. We got a lot of good stuff to get to this morning. It It wasn't my cocaine. No, it was not. (laughs) So, cubby number 50 does not belong to Greg Stocker. (laughs) Does cubby 50 belong to you, Don Stenzel? Where were you on July 2nd or thereabout? I was uh, in Ocean City, New Jersey, I believe. Can you have, do you have anybody that can corroborate and validate (laughs) your whereabouts? (laughs) Oh, just curious. I, my dog, he'll say, "Oh, it was not hers." That's right. I love that they can figure out everything. They they track us every which way till Sunday. Yep. And with this, they're like, "Well, you know, yep." Can't find whose cocaine this is. They can find and arrest the guy five years later for posting memes about Hillary Clinton. Yet they can't find the guy who left a little baggie in a locker or a gal, for that matter. Could have been a big party. But we have no evidence. Well, the cameras, they just don't face the lockers. All right. I mean, it's such a great point, right? Because that guy was posted under the uh, pseudonym Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn. Which every uh, <laughs> major league um, uh, m- movie uh, fan yes. knows exactly who that is. It's uh, Charlie Sheen's character. That is correct. Major league. So we will get to that in the big take this morning because the big take is about the First Amendment. Um Mr. Vaughn, so to speak, and Tucker Carlson. We also have to get to a couple of interesting stories, one including the Wall Street Journal as Joe Biden is losing the black voter and why it really does matter. We'll get to cocaine. We've got an electoral college poll to get to. And also, in the world of absurdity, California suspends an eighth grade football player for what they thought was blackface turned out to just be eye black that football players wear on their face to keep the sun out of their eyes but that's california 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 things like and i have some of my minivan because yeah you know saturday's game they're like hey does anybody have any eye black you know everybody has it Uh so i do have a question about this though what is the world we'll get into it when yep we get into it but i just it's Yep. He seemed to have it on a lot of his face, which is, it seems unusual for me. Some 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 people nowadays, they put it, like their entire face in it. They just look like they're going to battle, like they're trying to, uh, you know, invade a foreign nation. It's really odd, but we will get to that. And uh, also in California, not once, but twice, Gavin Newsom, presumably, as many people are interpreting, says the quiet part out loud. 
So we'll get to that this morning. And Joe Biden's making all sorts of gaffes his way. Cut sheet's going to be loaded. It's going to be a good show today. 6.05, let's get to the news, round number one. And for that, the great Dawn Stenzel. Well, so much going on this Tuesday morning, Tuesday, November the 14th. And uh, we are sponsored this morning by Piazza Auto Group on another chilly, brisk morning with a, a breezy day in store. So I'll tell you how warm it'll get in the full forecast coming right up. So let's talk about what's going on this Tuesday. We're sponsored by Piazza Auto Group. Let's take you to Euclid Township. Everything's clear now if you're just uh, heading out of the house. But a car who police say was trying to escape from them ended up crashing into a tractor trailer, seriously injuring five people in Chester County. So this whole thing unfolded on Route 100 about 11 o'clock last night. And then the scene obviously was shut down overnight it was right near the Wawa at the intersection of Pottstown Pike and Gordon Drive in Euclid Township, Pennsylvania. So five people were trapped in that crash after a Kia rear-ended a tractor trailer along the roadway, and then the front of the car was smashed in, and the roof was actually peeled back. It's, it's quite a scene if you've seen any of the wreckage video, but rescue crews had to extricate all of those individuals out of the Kia they were pinned inside the vehicle. Uh, one witness who was speaking to some of the broadcast media said it, it was unbelievable hearing the police sirens, seeing the car, you know, squealing t- tires going really fast. Then they hear this huge bang and a pop and see this whole scene, you know, unfolding in front of them. Uh, all five victims transported to Paoli Hospital, where they are right now with serious injuries. This whole thing is under investigation, but but quite an effort overnight to get them out of the vehicle. And the question is, you know, why were they evading police, that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. So um, we, we'll get to the bottom of it for no, sure. No reports confirmed, though, of like a carjacking? <clears throat> well, I know that you often have... What have you said about... Uh, wasn't Kia one Hun- of your Hyundai, top... Hyundai and Kia are like so, the cars that are always jacked. So we got to, you know, figure out, but I guess maybe... I, I mean, I, I don't know, Nick. Okay. I, I know that it was shut down for many hours overnight, and they were glad that it was reopened this morning, but what was going on that police were chasing the vehicle? Mm-hmm. That's the question here. So we want to get to the bottom of that one, right? Yep. Uh, and many jurisdictions, by the, obviously, out, you know, if you're familiar with Euclid Township uh, jurisdiction, there were others, such as West Whiteland Township Police. I don't know if state police were called in on that one. There, It took a lot of jurisdictions mm-hmm. to get those folks out of there and essentially save their lives, rush them to the hospital. So we do have this report in Philadelphia of a one-year in South Jersey, one-year-old little boy reported missing. And if you saw this alert yesterday, the good news is that according to authorities, the little boy is back with his family. Oh, good. So that's the good news. Reported missing in South Jersey, found safe last night in Philadelphia. So U.S. Marshal Service assisting in finding the baby. But the toddler, identified as Hakeem Hinson, was reported missing over the weekend in Vineland, New Jersey, and accused in this whole thing, and who they're still searching for this morning, the babysitter. 16-year-old Akira Johns, accused of taking the little boy. She's now facing kidnapping charges, and she's still on the run at this time. So we don't know the motivation here. We only know that she was babysitting and apparently took off, according to authorities. They became concerned, reported this. 
uh, family and friends in Philadelphia said the babysitter learned that she was they were looking for her and left the baby off with um, with her family and friends. Hmm. So the little boy's okay. We we don't know the situation. It's um it's just you know this is a weird one. Yeah, I've never had to actually use a babysitter that wasn't a friend or a family member. But I got to imagine like when you go outside of that little circle and you bring in a babysitter, you got to do a really good job of vetting these people. Yeah, you, it's so it's so true. Yeah. And, the, and especially in this day and age with I don't know mental health situations. I you know the family had said she seemed. She was a nice babysitter. Yep. I don't know that, to your point, she was not a regular. Right. So maybe that's a, a yellow flag to all of us, Nick. Hey, Pennsylvania's Attorney General announcing new charges against a familiar name that we said pretty much for every day for weeks, Danilo Cavalcante. Remember him? How could that, I forget him? The convicted killer, Chester County, and by the way, here in this country, illegally, mm-hmm. but who led police on that two-week-long manhunt after escaping from the Chester County Prison in uh, late summer. So he was already sentenced to serve life in prison for murdering his uh, for m- murdering a Chester County woman in front of her children, a brutal killing, stabbing. Well, now he's being charged, according to the Attorney General, facing dozens of new charges for, you know, putting police through that, burglary, uh, you know, stealing a gun, all those charges. Okay. I, the only one I didn't see was, remember, he stole from the fruit stand? Yes. You know, they've got him on burglary. Not for nothing, but throw in the watermelon. Absolutely. You know? Hit him with everything. <laughs> this guy shouldn't have been out in the first place. Um, a, just a headline for you that there is a, there is a protest that, or excuse me, there is a support march in D.C. Many people from our region are heading to D.C. this morning as tens of thousands of people are expected in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, to march in support of Israel. And their group is called Philly Stands with Israel. Oh, so we, we do have supporters yes. of Israel. Okay, I thought we would just have more pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas supporters. <laughs> nice to see it's balancing out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so they're headed to D.C. this chilly morning to just try to, you know, many, many of them families, mm-hmm. entire families and um, just trying to show their support. Another another headline, and this is one week after last night's election. This is Central Buck School Board expected to consider the resignation of its superintendent, who was uh, who was widely supported, as you know, um, by those who were basically booted out of office. And this is uh, Abraham, Abraham Lukabaugh. So this is a shame. Uh, but ultimately, it, it looks like because they have a change of the guard, mm-hmm. they want his resignation. Yep. And they are putting out there, they are considering his resignation. Mm. So in that, um, he would receive a proposed six-figure severance package because he had signed a new contract. Oh. So, so he's, gonna, he's also going to be paid to go uh, to go home and not work. So, yes. Well, everybody getting fired and still getting paid. They're going <laughs> to find a deal like that. So uh, there's that one going on. So we'll we'll watch this one. Obviously, the, the Democrats don't take control until next month, which means the Republican-controlled board would vote on his leave. So the question is, have the you know the, the writings on the wall? Are they trying to give him a pathway out? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Okay. So we're following it as we follow everything in the morning. Let's talk about. Speaking of which, let's talk about our NBC10 first alert forecast this morning. It's a chilly one. I even heard of some snow squalls in in some areas being reported this morning. 
uh, maybe out toward the Lehigh Valley. Ah, but it always starts in the Lehigh Valley. It's beginning to feel. So, you know, we love the, the music on our sister station, and, and it's that time of year when you're starting to think about the holiday season. 41 degrees, clear skies. With this brisk wind, it feels like 36 degrees. So we're seeing this pattern where, you know, we're heating up again to 52 degrees and we'll see the bright sunshine. Overnight, though, we're in, you know, it's 29, 30-ish degrees, so quite chilly. Today we'll start a warm-up, though. 50, uh, 54 today, 55 for your tomorrow, 63 for Thursday, 68 degrees by Friday. I don't know, Nick Kale. I think it's your golf, it's your golf. last chance. Last hurrah, Dawn. <laughs> So 68 degrees for your Friday. Then we dip back down Saturday and Sunday. We're down to mid-50s, but still sunny skies. Friday at 68, there is a slight chance some showers may move through. It does not look like it's a washout, but still, 68's going to feel fine. Yes. We are spo- Speaking of fine, we are sponsored by Piazza Auto Group. Shop the entire Mazda crossover and SUVs lineup. Piazza Mazda of Westchester and Reading, the 2023 Mazda CX-5, CX-9, CX-30, and CX-50, all available for immediate delivery. Find yours at piazzamazda.com. Thank you, Piazza Auto Group, for sponsoring Kale & Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 614 on this Tuesday morning as we get ready for another Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, the big take this morning, one is done. And when it comes to television host and provocateur Tucker Carlson, I have long said on this show that he is hit or miss with me. Some of his monologues, absolutely incredibly brilliant, and I agree with the opinion. Other monologues that I think are sometimes so far-fetched and absurd, I have to question his authenticity as I find myself not only disagreeing with his opinion, but wondering if he even believes what he just said. Either way superbly talented and an incredibly weird individual at the same time. Prior to him joining Donald Trump and Kid Rock at Madison Square Garden for a UFC pay-per-view on Saturday night, he dropped episode 38 of Tucker on Twitter, and it's all about the First Amendment, free speech. And over the course of 13 and a half months of doing this show, I've probably done 10 or 12 big takes on the protection of free speech, the violation of your First Amendment rights, the silencing, censoring, and suppression of your voices, and the cancel culture that comes along with it as punishment. So when Tucker Carlson says the First Amendment is done, and that's the title of episode 38, it naturally grabbed my attention. And we have seen the levels to which the government will go to control the narrative and make the message a one-way street. It's our way or the highway, what we say goes, what the mainstream media tells you is fact, it's gospel, ironclad, rock-solid, There's no room for debate, discourse, or discussion. The establishment and legacy media in bed together, and they want it that way. Our institutions want it that way because it's always been that way. It's why they want Donald Trump behind bars. It's why they've rejected RFK Jr. They have a monopoly on the marketplace of ideas and information, and they are hell-bent on keeping it that way. But just about a month ago, on October 18th, a man named Douglas Mackey, who is a social media influencer, so to speak, was sentenced by United States District Judge Ann Donnelly to seven months in prison after being convicted of election interference in the 2016 presidential race. Now, Mackey, who had approximately 58,000 followers on Twitter, engaged in a scheme with others on social media to disseminate fraudulent messages That encouraged supporters of presidential candidate at the time, Hillary Clinton, to, quote, vote via text 
or social media, which was legally invalid. Mackey was the guest of Tucker Carlson's episode 38 on Twitter on how the First Amendment is no longer a thing in America. But before we get to a few clips from that interview, here is what the federal prosecutors had in their case against Mackey. They said that the ad stated, quote, the following. Avoid the line, vote from home. Text Hillary to 59925 and vote for Hillary and be a part of history. The fine print at the bottom of the deceptive image stated, must be 18 or older to vote, one vote per person, must be a legal citizen of the United States. Voting by text not available in the following places, paid for by Hillary for President 2016, and the tweet included the typed hashtag, I'm with her, a slogan frequently used by Hillary in 2016. So on or about uh, before Election Day 2016, thousands of unique telephone numbers texted Hillary to some obscure number to the 59925 text number, which had been used in multiple deceptive campaign images tweeted by Mackey and his co-conspirators, so say the federal government. Several hours after tweeting the first image, Mackey tweeted an image depicting a woman sitting at a conference room typing a message on her cell phone. And this deceptive image was written in Spanish and mimicked the font used by the Clinton campaign in their authentic ads. The image also included a copy of Clinton's campaign logo and the hashtag of I'm with her. And this was the case that was laid out and investigated by the FBI. And here we are today. So let's listen to what Mackey says he did way back in 2016 as he joined Tucker Carlson. Listen and watch clip one. I was posting a lot of stuff on Twitter under a pseudonym about the election. Hmm. What kind of stuff? Um, Pro-Trump memes, jokes, uh, all kinds of links, that kind of thing. Why were you doing that? Uh, just purely out of passion. Well, so you like Trump? I like Trump. That's right. Why? Um, I thought he was a breath of fresh air for the country. Uh, I think that his analysis of you know the problems with the country, the with the ruling class of the country, I liked what he was saying, and I thought he had a positive vision for the country. All right, fake name, posting things on Twitter, heading into an election, memes and links, passion, loves Trump, loves the outsider. I got it. Totally get it. Tucker then asks him about the First Amendment and his thoughts on that. Listen and watch this clip. But you got excited about Trump and you decided to support him on social media. At the time, did you think that was your constitutional right? Yes, absolutely. Why did you think that? Well, I thought that this was America. I thought that we had a First Amendment Okay. Due process rights uh, that we could criticize people in our ruling class. Nothing wrong with that point of view. I adhere to that myself. That's what we do every day here on this show. But now we get to the details in the defendant's own words. Listen and watch clip three with Tucker. Mm, It looks like you thought wrong. So let's get specific about what you did, the crimes, the felonies that you committed on Twitter. Um, you, I want to put this up. You posted this on Twitter. This is a meme. It says, save time, avoid the line, vote from home. And it's got a picture of Hillary Clinton. Text Hillary to this number. Did you make this meme? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't, you didn't create this? No. Where, where'd it come from? I found it uh, on 4chan. Okay, so it was floating around the internet. Yeah, these kind of memes were floating all over the place. And you posted it on Twitter. Why did, what was the point of that? Uh, well, pardon my French, but it was called a post. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this a lot at the trial. I testified 
uh, just sort of a joke, rile up everybody, muddy the waters, and uh, mostly just because I thought my audience would find it funny. Did they? Yeah, absolutely. I find it hilarious. You're obviously from Northern England. You have a very dry sense of humor. Very dry. Yeah, I noticed that. (laughs) All right, so engaging in or sharing and circulating a fake ad with a call to action is indeed fraud. Deception and fraud isn't protected with free speech against consumers. This is where Mackey, I think, got it wrong. Funny as hell. I don't have a major issue with it. But it's still not allowed. Tucker then gets to where Hillary Clinton spoke about this incident. Listen and watch the following. So we have to, and I want to play this. This is from Hillary Clinton. This is from this April, so long after you were indicted, uh, long after after you went on trial. And this is Hillary Clinton describing that meme. There was just a trial in Brooklyn where a guy who had been one of the main I guess he was one of the main people running memes against me in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He went from what you could consider free speech. I mean, both Nancy and I have pretty thick skins. People say all kinds of things about us. But he went from that to ha- running a very deliberate effort to mislead people about where and how to vote. Yeah. So it went from speech to action meant to subvert the election because thousands of people who they targeted through their algorithms, oh, I can text my vote for Hillary Clinton. So Hillary Clinton, we I want to deconstruct that in some greater detail in a minute, but it, Hillary Clinton apparently took that very seriously. You were using, using, quote, algorithms to subvert the election with that meme. I don't even really know what she means by that. I don't know. Uh, I guess you post something and it gets taken up into algorithms. I'm not exactly sure. I was surprised that she said that. Did you have personal algorithms that you used? No. (laughs) Okay. No. It's just copy, paste, and click a button. Yeah. While I don't condone what Mackey has done, here is where I do have the problem. It is the two-tier justice system of misinformation that exists on the Internet. And it's amazing to me how many times the left, Democrats, Clintons, Obamas, and the establishment are committing disinformation and misinformation campaigns about Republicans, about Donald Trump, Russia, the Steele dossier, and countless other smear campaigns that ultimately end up debunked, and yet they get off scot-free from their fraudulent actions. Different rules for different rules, I suppose. Finally, Tucker and Mackey get to the point where the feds come to lock him up at 7 o'clock on a weekend morning, a week after Joe Biden wins the election of 2020, almost four and a half years later after Mackey committed these acts the prior election. Listen and watch this final clip. When did you discover that you were considered a felon by the U.S. government? Uh, well, I had eight to 10 law enforcement agents come and lock on my door at 7 a.m. Uh, seven days after Joe Biden was inaugurated. Did you have any warning that this was coming? No, no warning. So what were you doing at seven in the morning? I was sleeping. So you're asleep, you hear a knock, and then what happens? And then the FBI. Are you? If someone had told you even. Yes. What's going on? Like, I, I asked them, uh, they said, we have a warrant for your arrest. I said, what for? For what? 
They didn't tell me until I got to the courthouse. Did they cuff you? Uh, yes. The FBI threw handcuffs on you at your home at 7 in the morning and didn't tell you why? Yes. Did you have any idea why? No, I had no idea. What was going through your mind? Um, I knew that uh, politicians could be vindictive and the federal government sometimes could be influenced by those politicians, but, and I know that they can sort of get very creative with federal statutes. So if I was the enemy of their candidate, then I thought maybe they could cook something up. So the lesson to be learned here, well, the internet is forever. The receipts are there to be had. Republicans and Trump supporters are not given the same rope as Democrats and establishment swamp creatures and supporters of the swamp. As Donald Trump has said many times, if they can do this to me, they can do this to you. Douglas Mackey, as harmless as he probably is, found out the hard way. And all of this is a referendum against speaking up and speaking out. Jokes, memes, social media posts. It's all fun and games until the feds knock on your door at 7 a.m. years later. I'm not defending Mackey specifically. I'm just passing the warning on to those who wouldn't do what Mackey did, but those who merely engage in innocent political humor on social media. Make no mistake about it. In this day and age, they are paying attention and they are tracking each and every one of you. And I wouldn't rule anything out with today's modern weaponized government. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, big take this morning. If you want to jump in, 855-839-1210 is the phone number on social media at 1210WPHT. And, of course, be a part of the Kale & Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and jump in on the show. Coming up next, we'll get thoughts and reactions to that story, which I found very, very fascinating. And also, for Joe Biden, you are losing the black voter to Donald Trump. A great breakdown of why it matters and how it actually hits home here locally in Philadelphia. That's next as we continue. Nick Dawn and Greg Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. You can watch us live on YouTube, 855-839-1210. We've got some polling numbers to look at from an electoral college standpoint coming up in a little bit. Very interesting. And also, you're going to want to get over to YouTube in uh, probably the next 10 or 15 minutes as we will give you the photo reveal or reveals that were uh, busted out on the Internet yesterday, courtesy of an exclusive from the Daily Mail as the cocaine at the White House that we talked about right around the 4th of July weekend. Uh, The pictures have surfaced, and we've got baggies, and we've got a cubby, and we've got lockers that are identified, but apparently the cameras just don't point in that direction. So that's coming up. And uh, also, locally here in Philadelphia, uh, we are being featured a little bit from uh, the Wall Street Journal as to Joe Biden and how he is losing black voters and why it matters. More bad news for Joe. Uh, But I did think it was kind of interesting. You know, I paid attention a little bit to the story with Douglas Mackey, and I didn't read the federal indictment, um, but I looked it over yesterday. They had a nice, like, 
two-page summary that wouldn't make your head explode. And that was some of the excerpts that I read for you before we played you some of those clips of Tucker Carlson from episode 38 and how Tucker Carlson believes that the First Amendment now is officially done, uh, and he uses that case to highlight it. And this is where I say in the beginning of the big take that I'm kind of hit or miss at times with Tucker Carlson. And this is a perfect monologue where I'm actually torn because, look, if a Democrat did what Douglas Mackey did, uh, election interference via memes and social media jokes, would they end up receiving the same punishment as Douglas Mackey got? I don't think that they would. Now, he went from being, in his lifetime, he says, and you didn't hear it in this clip, but I watched a full episode of it, he went from being apolitical to being kind of conservative to then being a Trump supporter because he wanted something different, and now he considers himself to be libertarian. So, again, would this guy be treated the same if he did the same thing to throw off Trump voters with a what really does feel like an innocent, fake little meme and post and picture on social media? That being said, jokes, humor, and innocence, not defense for breaking a law, but I also feel like, you know what, for those people out there that fell for that, Wait, so you're telling me I can vote for the president via text message or I can use a hashtag? Like, are you the dumbest person on the planet? And oh, by the way, the timing of it is very interesting. And that's the part I think that's scary is, you know, Douglas Mackey does this 2016-ish leading up to the election. And then four years go by and he probably thought, boy, I don't know, maybe he thought back then, boy, I hope I don't get caught, but it's worth it. This is going to be funny. And then all of a sudden it's a Saturday morning at seven o'clock and you hear, um, Serves the FBI, <laughs> like all of a sudden your your heart goes up into your throat, right? So I thought that was a pretty interesting breakdown uh, from Tucker Carlson and Douglas Mackey, who's had to live it. I believe he had a seven month uh, prison sentence for that. Um, but this is one of those things again, too, Don, where we kind of look at these these fine line, slippery mm-hmm. slopes of free speech, and we've been talking a lot about free speech in the last month. In really, because of with Israel and Palestine and whether or not, you know, hate speech should be included under your protection of free speech and just how far you can go with the First Amendment. So I thought it was I don't know if you paid attention to that case and that story, but it's been the butt of jokes, no pun intended, because at the end of the day, I do feel like it was, it was relatively yeah. innocent. I, I actually Friday, probably when nobody was listening because it was a nice day and everybody was getting ready for the weekend. I did touch on this. And what what struck me about the whole thing was that their own news release from Depart- Department of this is Joe Biden's Department of Justice. Yeah. So this was a this uh, U.S. state's attorney for the Eastern District of New York is an appointee of Joe Biden, just appointed within the past two years. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that they call it and I and and I because I you know me from a news background I'm looking at what is their what is their press release saying like what does that tell me mm-hmm. and right there it's saying oh this is a groundbreaking prosecution mm. and that really stood out to me Nick I mean to your point of and I loved your first take on this your big take I should say, oh that's oh we could do that you could do a First take and a big take. Yeah, and then ESPN will sue me because they have Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> oh, do they have? Oh, he hosts okay. that show called First Take. Yeah, and then, we'll, then obviously he'll get sued. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, it, their news release says the groundbreaking prosecution demonstrates our commitment to prosecuting those who and the dot. You know, in my mind, I'm going dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. But it says commit crimes that threaten our democracy. Yeah. And so, to me, I know that there's a fund to raise money for Mackey, but 
I don't really, I, I just have to hope that this goes to the United States Supreme Court mm-hmm. and that it is thrown out because ultimately, even when you do something that's silly or stupid or that is saying, hey, text, I mean, because how far does this go? Right. Are they going to, is DOJ now going to go oh, through yeah. it? They, 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 just, they just set the precedent for this, that even something as innocent in nature as this might be, I mean, this guy didn't have algorithms and things that Google tech executives have to, you know, filter your content so you only see certain things through, through certain lenses and algorithms. So they, they definitely set a precedent that like, yeah, if you, if you go this far. You know, yeah. We're going to get you. And by the way, it might not be till the next election. But, <laughs> yeah, but, right? we, but we will get you. Yeah. And, and the whole thing is, did they actually go after anybody who's stupid enough to text Hillary to 59925? I know. And, and maybe they should prosecute them for just being stupid. Right. They should be prosecuted. For <laughs> just, you know lack what I mean? Intelligence. I agree. So I uh, kind of an interesting spin on free speech and the First Amendment uh, from that case with Douglas Mackey and Tucker Carlson. But the Biden administration... They, they've got other things to worry about. And when they get together, and I don't know what who's in their inner circle and what their team looks like or how they gather, but I can just picture them, everybody sitting down at the conference room, kind of you know tired. They've got their planner and maybe their iPads with them, a cup of coffee, and they're like, all right, so what's, what's the latest polling numbers looking like? Oh, we're struggling here. We're struggling there. We're losing this battleground state. Uh, Trump's picked up more points in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, and by the way, we're getting our you-know-what's kicked with the African-American voter. And, oh, by the way, there are people in Philadelphia that can actually verify that. That is the latest uh, from a Wall Street Journal article titled, Biden is losing black voters, and here's why it matters. So they actually start right off with a family in North Philadelphia, uh, and they say the following. When Michelle Smith voted for President Biden in 2020, she thought that he would help people like her a black mother working two jobs and raising three teenage boys in North Philly. Now she says she won't vote for him again, citing higher prices, skyrocketing rent, and a feeling that she has been left behind. She goes on to say the following, quote, I really did think he was going to help people in my situation, said Smith, 46 years old, who earns twelve fifty an hour working as a home health aide and makes deliveries for extra money. Quote, it's like all of them talk a good game until they get elected, end quote. Heading into 2024, the Wall Street Journal says Democrats now sounding the alarms about losing black voters like Smith. Black voter turnout fell last October and November in the 2022 midterm elections compared to the previous midterms of 2020. And also when it comes to Trump and Biden, here are some of the figures um, I'm going to give you these because, um, let me see here. Okay. So in 20, this, this is a little complicated, but I'm going to try to just simplify it because they went on a, a number binge that'll make your brain explode. Uh, in 2020, the African American community voted overwhelmingly Joe Biden 92% to 8%. So that, that, that's a staggering, and that's obviously, you know, it's typically, I mean, it might be a little bit higher in 2020 than it was in 16 or 12, but that is typically the, 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 the takeaway is that eight to nine out of 10 African Americans will vote Democrat. And it was a little bit higher than that against Trump in his reelection bid. But recent polling from the New York Times and Siena College showed that in the hypothetical matchup between Biden and Trump, 22% of black voters would support Trump. One quarter said they were somewhat likely or not likely 
to vote. So you're going to go from 8% to 22%. That's a 14% swing. And if you're the Biden administration, you know that you have been uh, terrible with the economy. Roughly 70-some percent of Americans think the country's going in the wrong direction. People are down on the economy. We are looking at crime. Crime so bad that the Secret Service now has to defend Joe Biden's granddaughter in an attempted carjacking and then pull out their weapons and discharge it. And you look at the galvanizing of the Trump base with all of these prosecutions and these persecutions. I would imagine that as the Biden camp sits down and sees these types of numbers in a community that they thought forever was a lock to be in their back pocket, they have got to be scared you know whatless that all of a sudden there's a sizable percentage of black people that are saying, you know what? Democrats keep telling us, vote for them, we'll make it better. We take the bait, and then here we are, two and a half, three and a half years in, and you can't afford jack squat. I mean, think about this lady that they talked to at the Wall Street Journal in Philadelphia. She makes twelve fifty an hour. Like twelve fifty an hour. You were on the struggle bus at twelve fifty an hour twenty years ago. Twelve fifty an hour gets you nowhere in this day and age. And this lady that they talked to, uh, obviously, it picks up a second job delivering extra uh, deliveries for extra money. She is, I think, a single mom with three children. I mean, try raising a family on twelve fifty an hour in your base salary job before you pick up a, a little side hustle gig. So I, I don't know what the Biden administration can do to figure this out. Um, I would like to think that people are starting to wake up, that everything Democrats touch in big cities, they destroy, and people will stop taking the bait for the race card and their dated playbook. But this is probably the last thing. And this is, uh, you know, yesterday we just talked about the RFK factor and who RFK takes votes away from or who he doesn't take votes away from, and then you throw in the 1% or 2% with Cornell West, it just feels to me like there's not one thing going in the right direction for the Biden administration right now. And that's probably the last thing they wanted to see in the Wall Street Journal today. So figured we would share that. Yeah, they always seem to get to bring come together. What I always worry about this is they do these stories yeah. almost to point out to them what they have to fix. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, unlike Republicans where Rana says, well, we just build the road. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know, if we have a bad candidate, it's not our fault. And the Democrats do the opposite. But, I mean, you think about all the battleground states, though. Like, if I were to ask you this mm-hmm. question, and I'll throw this question out to the audience uh, on the phones, on, on YouTube, social media, however you want to interact, uh, interact and react. What is the, if there's one thing that costs the Biden administration re-election in 2024, what one is it? Is it as simple as saying, well, it's the most important one, it's the economy? Is it the way they've gone after Trump? Is it the RFK factor? Is it crime? I mean, there there are many, we, we've talked about all the different bullet points, but I got to imagine that losing this sizable portion of the black vote, that's a 14-point swing, could absolutely be the thing that does them in. We'll see, though. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Coming up next, you're going to want to get to YouTube. Speaking of the Biden administration and the White House, we've got baggies, we've got cubbies, we've got photos. 
get to YouTube. We'll be back. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. You've heard me talk about Chapman Windows Doors and Siding. I, I love all the work they've done in my home. And you know, I think the world of them. And I'm appreciative also that they support us here on WPHT and longtime supporters of us. So I hope if you're thinking about windows, doors, siding, stucco remediation, which they are experts in, you want to be careful if you're doing something like stucco remediation. You want to turn to the experts. You can trust Chapman. I would trust nobody else with that kind of investment in my home. If you're thinking of updating, maybe your current siding, or removing your current stucco and then replacing it with siding. Think Chapman and think about this. Think about updating it with James Hardy plank or vinyl siding. Just gorgeous. You got to see it. You can go to ChapmanWindowsDoors.com, take a virtual tour, and check out that beautiful James Hardy plank or vinyl siding. So if you're looking to sell, obviously, you know, buyers are going to value that updated new siding too. So either way, it's a win. Now would be a great time to get ahead of things. Plan your siding project for next year for 2024. The certified Chapman installers are the professionals you want on the job. If you are somebody you know, maybe you're looking for windows, doors, siding, stucco remediation, shutters, hardware. They really do it all. Just give them a call. You can text them. They're listening right now, like-minded, 610-431-8898, 610-431-8898. You can always take, like I say, go online, take a virtual tour, ChapmanWindowsDoors.com. Get all the details. Tuesday morning, Nick, Don, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Get on over to YouTube. Also, a electoral college poll that is very fascinating. We'll get to that coming up in hour number two. Nikki Haley, she's going to drop the bag. She's got $10 million reserved for just about six weeks from now. We'll tell you about that story as we continue in hour number two. Also, some Disney disasters, another Marvel movie that bombs at the box office. But let's get to YouTube. We'll wrap up the hour with a couple of visuals. It was a story that we talked a lot about. Actually, if I recall, this was back on right around July 2nd. We all kind of went on somewhat of a break uh, in July for the 4th of July. And I believe it was Michael Pelka and maybe Mary Walter that were in when this story broke with the first photos. Uh, well, now we have the photos, but the story with Hunter Biden and uh, the Biden administration and everybody saying, oh, man, there's there's cocaine. We They found cocaine in the White House. Whose was it? We all assumed it was Hunter's. And of course, about 10 days go by, 11 days go by, and they uh, arrive at the conclusion that, well, um, we haven't been able to figure out just who the heck it was. So if you're on YouTube, uh, you'll see this. If not, get on over now, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT, because the Daily Mail has uncovered photos through a Freedom of Information Act request, and you will see the bag of illicit drugs that was found in uh, one of these little storage locker cubbies on July 2nd. If you recall some of the specifics, it forced an evacuation. The FBI and the Secret Service come in, they investigate, but a culprit is never found. So there it is on YouTube. It's literally laying in the front corner 
as you open up one of these little lockers. It looks like a locker that you would put your phone and keys in if you go to like a like a Planet Fitness or an LA Fitness to work out. That's at. exactly what it is, right? That's exactly, exactly. what yep. that yep. is. Yep. So you got the the powder there, a little baggie. I think it's less than a gram. Um, excuse me if I'm wrong on that. I'm not into the uh, drug measurement lingo these days. I've been out of that game for a while. Um, Can't they just? Who had the locker? That's what I'm saying, and like, they, they they reduced it. Seems it. Pretty simple to me, and they 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 narrowed it down to 500 people, right? So there was probably far more people that have come and come and gone and went through there. And we know that the Bidens went to Camp David for you know another vacation, family getaway, as they do all the time. And they narrowed it down to 500 people. Now their 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 defense is well, the cameras don't face the locker. Well. Well, you're obviously picking up those 500 people yeah. on camera at some other point as they are in or around that room. They walk past it. They open a locker, whatever they're doing. You know, if they want to get to the bottom of this, they could. I mean, my God, they can sniff out January 6th people um, two and a half years later yeah. <laughs> as they send feds going through people's backyards looking like they're going over to the Middle East. Yep. I mean, come on. Um, and they, there's another picture. Um, if we can, I know um, Phil's got some other pictures. If we can ro- rotate through them, there's a bigger picture where you see all of these little lock boxes, so to speak. It almost reminds me of like mailboxes in a major apartment complex, like yeah. down in a mailroom. Sure. So I heard Kaylee McEnany at some point talking about this, uh, describing that area. Mm-hmm. And she said basically th- those lockers, they're not really assigned. Anybody can kind of walk up to them. Yep. So they couldn't prove that, and the way the weird thing was the way that the cameras were positioned, yeah. they couldn't tell exactly who it was because there were so many people that walked up. It's a small item, but to your point, you know they sit there and they analyze all this January sixth video for years and years. Mm-hmm. Come on, ten days. Like, yeah, you know what? We narrowed it down to five hundred. Couldn't find anything. Let's just move on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Better luck next time. Cocaine. Ah. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's just a little powder. Basically legal anyway. That's right. Basically, basically legal. legal. <laughs> uh, 855-839-1210 if you want to climb in. Hour two is on the way. Dawn will have some news. And an electoral college poll shows us a map that gives Trump the victory it, 292 to 246. One more thing on this. guy. Yeah, we yeah. have to break. I'm the one who said we had to break. Um, <laughs> the, it looks it looks a little staged to me. Yeah, it's just placed like right who there. put like who puts it right th- th- that's that's the only thing that's in right. there. You're so banged up or you have no regard for anything no, that you just lay I, it there. I I smell yeah. I smell something. What was going on at that time that we needed to divert attention away from? <clears throat> that was one of uh well, you probably had one of the Biden stories that popped up and they didn't I'm have just, a Trump indictment to I'm go just to. saying that it, it just seems a little fishy to me. It does. It really does. I think you look for the Biden who always loses stuff. Because I have people in my family who, the, the one who drops their keys, it's that person. It's that person. The guy so that the, always loses his wallet. Yeah. yeah. So the wallet, the keys, so maybe they, oops, the cocaine fell out of something. No, this is, this no? Is, this is a setup to, to divert the media away from another story that they didn't want them covering. Yeah. Mm. That's my... That's my take. I'm going to have to go back to a July show sheet to see what we talked about, what was not good for the Bidens, yeah. and I mean, why they diverted from that. Why would you choose that? Go swim naked yeah, again. Exactly. Do a little skinny <laughs> dipping. I well, mean, they, they knew it was never going to be caught. They were never going to be caught, so they were just yeah. like... Yeah, it's all charade. Yeah. All right. 855-839-1210 to climb in. Hour two on the way. It's Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. 
This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. As I watch the sunrise over the parking garage here in Philadelphia this morning, it is a beautiful sunrise. But you know what's more beautiful? Watching the sunset beyond the Isle of Capri. Yes, from your hotel balcony. Just picture yourself. I'm talking about the Amalfi Coast, Positano, Sorrento, Capri. Join me next spring, won't you? As we discover the wonderful sights in southern Italy with my friends from Conservative Tours, the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Pompeii. Enough time, of course, to see all the great ancient sites and in Rome as well, all while enjoying a gastronomical event for 12 incredible days of touring. Olive oil production, mozzarella farm, wineries, oh, the wineries, tasting sessions, yum, yum. The group uh, dining events they're known for are legendary. Nobody does it better than conservative tours. 5267. This includes your nonstop airfare while supplies last. Just call them toll free. 1-888-733-9494. Or you can go to conservativetours.com. You'll find out why the locals, why so many Italians take their vacations in a place we will visit that is picturesque and unspoiled, Italy's best-kept secret, Puglia, with its charming villages and unparalleled cuisine, and authentically Italian, conservativetours.com. Yes, please join me, Southern Italy, next spring, conservativetours.com. Tell Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.